Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. The bottom line of Ayinama Bez. Omar Rebichama Barchanino. Rebichama Barchanino said, Kishakash Borhu Metaher Shvatim. Top of Ayin Aleph, Ahmed Aleph. When the Holy One, blessed be He, will purify the tribes. Shivta Shalevi Metatchila. The first tribe to be purified, the Asadlava will be the tribe of Levi. Shanamai. As the verse states, V'yoshav mitzarev umetaher kesev Pasuk in Adam Malachi V'tihar as b'nei levi V'zikak osam kazahav v'chakosev V'hayu l'adonai Magish e'mincha b'tzdaka So that's going to be the first step. Rashi says, To give a, a proper revelation of the yuchsin, the pedigree. Each person, where they're coming from, what shave it, if they have a shave it. Amr Yushua ben Levi, Kesef Metaher Mamzerin. Another drasha on this pasuk. Rabbi Shabbat Levi says the money, silver or money, purifies Mamzerin. Shanama, as this Pasik says, the Yoshav Mitzarev Metayah Kesef. My Magisha Mincha, Bitzdaka. Amr Bitzchak, Tzdaka, Osagashbarchim Israel, Shemishbacha, Shnitma, Nitma. What is the idea? Then money will purify Mamzerim, those of blemished lineage who are actually not permitted to enter into the congregation. Chartzapela, what does it mean? Rashi says, Osam Shnitmu, Machmas, Oshram, those that got mixed in because of their wealth. The Sefer Dekra, Vahel Hashem, Agishem, and Chavitzdaka. Tzidkasa Shel Kashbarachi. Really, they shouldn't have married him, but they had great wealth and families that were miuchasos didn't look too closely because they wanted to run after the shirach. Obviously, they would not have married Mamzerim had they known, but they were so interested in marrying into wealth that they didn't look too carefully. And the tzidkasa shalkashbrochi, she'enam avdilam, that tzedakah, the Kaddish Baruch Hu does, that a family that got mixed in, it's mixed in, but it is not isolated and uh, prevented from entering into the kahal, from, from being a part of the Jewish people. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Svirle, Hai Mitar, Lap Mavdil, Sulehin Kamar, his opinion, Rabbi Shuman Levi's opinion, is this purification is not to separate out the psulim, but rather that they will all be considered eligible. Since their status is lost, 
Suffolk Mamzer is not included in the Isser, it's Mamzer Vada. So that's the Chesed, the Tzedakah, that Akash Baruch does, that once the family has a status of Suffolk, so they're considered Ksherim. The entire family is considered Ksherim. That's the Tzedakah. Gufa. Amra Biro Meshmo. Kolaratsos Isa Leretz Yisrael. Veretz Yisrael Isa Lebavel. Rebuda said in the name of Shmuel, all the lands are considered. Isa literally means a doe. Rashi explains, Isa Shehi Mureves. A doe is a mixture, it's a composite of different components. B'Shem Rabbi Moshe, Miroma, Shamati, Isa, Kipsolis, Anovim, Shenishat, Mashke, Shalahem. Either Isa is like a doe, or, according to Rabbi Moshe from Rome, it's like the parts of the grapes that have already been squeezed out. So it's the solid parts that are inferior. You're looking for the for the grape juice to make wine. This Isa is, is a description of inferior pedigree. So all of the lands are considered of inferior pedigree, less presumption of Kashrus, of pristine lineage compared to the land of Israel. So most of Chutzlaretz has this lowest status. Eretz Yisrael is above that. And Bavel is above that. Bimei Rebbe Bikshu Lasos Bavel Isa Eretz Yisrael In the times of Rebbe, they sought to reverse the status between Babylonia in the land of Israel. And they wanted to make the presumed status of the land of Israel greater than and of more pure presumption than the land of Babylonia. Rashi, Big Shalasus Babel Isa, Lahachzik, Mishpachos Eretz Yisrael, Miuchasos, Livzak Acha Mishpachos Babel. To give a presumed status for those families in the land of Israel as of pristine pedigree and to require checking those families from Babylonia. If somebody wanted to marry between these two communities. Amar Lahan, so Rebbe responded, Rebbe, in the time of Rebbe, so Rebbe is now responding to them. You're placing thorns for me between my eyes. Rashi explains, Rebbe was from the stock of the Babylonian community, the Nebanov of Hillel, who ascended from Babel to the land of Israel. So he's saying you're trying to invalidate my yichus to make it inferior. Would you like to have Rabbi Chana Bar Chama discuss this matter with you? 
He will respond to you. So he did. He responded to them. This is what I have received from Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi, who is from the land of Israel. In the name of Rabbi Yossi, so Rabbi Yossi in Eretz Yisrael is the source of this teaching. All of the lands, Esau, Eretz Yisrael, they're considered of inferior lineage when compared with those in the land of Israel. Eretz Yisrael, Esau, and the land of Israel is considered inferior to the Jewish community of Babylonia as far as the purity of their lineage. So there you have it. Rabbi Yossi from the community in Israel is the source of this teaching. In the days of Rabbi Pinchas, they also sought to switch the presumption, to invert the status between Babylonia and Israel. So he told to his servants, I have a controversial, controversial, so he told his, his servants, I got two bombshells, and when I present them in the base Madrash, quickly, you got to do an evacuation mission. Take me on this uh, on a stretcher and run, because this is obviously going to cause a commotion. Ki'ayel, Amalehem. What were the two bombs over here? First one he said, I got news for you. There's no shechita for poultry. So that created quite a tumult. It is a machlokas tanoim. And the Ramam doesn't pass in that way. But it's a shechita tanoim. Adiyosvi, ka'ayni ba. So that was causing a, a tumult. And then he continued. He says, I got a, a second bombshell for you. All of the lands are considered of inferior lineage compared to the land of Israel. And the land of Israel, the inhabitants, their lineage is considered inferior to the Inhabitants of Babylonia. And then they made their getaway. They picked him up and ran. And they started running after him. The people in base Madrid. They were not able to reach him. His, his getaway plan worked. Rashi. Taluni Barisa Berutsu. He didn't want to be accosted by them with all of their questions. They're going to start examining. He's going to have to start dropping names. And it's going to get really ugly. So he was old. He couldn't run himself. So he asked them to quickly pull him out of there so that he would not have to address any of these questions 
But the, the main point is that he wanted them to know that this idea to overturn that status was, was not correct. There's, there's good reason for the inferior status of the Jews in the land of Israel. So they didn't ask him for further clarification because he ran too fast with his servants. They, they got him out of there. But they decided to do their own investigation. And once they started poking around, they were following the trail to some very powerful and connected people. And it became dangerous for them to continue their investigation. It was uh, too hot, so they called off the investigation. In fact, clearly, it was uh, it was well founded, but the uh, exact details were were too hot to pursue. Rashi Amalam This is a wonder to them. He didn't reveal. The rationale. And they would be busy with the first matter, and they wouldn't go back to the second matter until he would be able to escape. But really, the main bombshell was to say that the lineage within the land of Israel was inferior to the lineage in Babylonia. But by introducing with an appetizer course of something shocking, they'd be busy with that. And when he dropped the main bombshell, he'd be able to escape. They said, okay, let's investigate this. Let's look into the families in the land of Israel. Some powerful families that were threatening. So they called off the investigation. Back to the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, By God's sanctuary, it is in our hands. This is an oath by the sanctuary of God. We can reveal the tabloids over here, which families in the land of Israel have mixed within them those that are of blemished lineage. But what can I do? What can I do? The great ones of the generation have become mixed in. So therefore, he's not revealing. So Rabbi Yitzchak. He holds Rabbi Yochanan like Rabbi Yitzchak. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. Mishpacha shnitma nitma. Once a family has become mixed in, it has become mixed in. So there's no toelis. To reveal it, is what he's saying. Amrabai, Afana Nami Tanina. We also 
have a teaching of Brisa to this effect. Mishpachos Beis Tzarifa, Haisa Be'eber Yarden, there was a family, Beis Tzarifa, in the Transjordan, Be'erechba Ben Sion Bizra, and Ben Sion distanced them forcefully from marrying in to others in the community. Oh, Dacheres Haisa, there was another family, Krevo Ben Sion Bizra, and he said that there are of fine lineage, and he forced th- their entry into the community. Kegon Elu, such cases, these that are controversial and known controversies, will come to give us clarity, to render that which is impure or pure to bring closer distance he will weigh in on those that are known but if there is a family that got mixed in and it's not broadly known there's the, the knowledge of it is not really there it's shrouded in mystery so that's not what Elionov is going to reveal Rashi Tanina, the Chomishbachash Nitma, Nitma. We have a Bryce saying every family that became mixed in became mixed in. De'ain lahafrisha olarchika, that one should not distance it and set it aside. Luvar safek temehem means mami lo Nitma to delve into the details exactly who in the family is not really fit to enter into the community, and who is? Rather, leave them be. They're just a general doubt. In the future, they will be considered kosher, and they will not be revealed as who is kosher, who is not kosher within the family. He was an influential member of the community, and powerful to force his way. And he intervened, one family to bring them close, one family to distance them, in a matter of controversy. He announced that they are of blemished lineage, the one family. And the other family said they're kosher. Pasuk there will be a clear a clarification of pedigree and ancestry. It's the final prophecy in Tanakh of Nevi'im. Diodin shakol machzikim osam b'psulim shuskarva b'zra so when there's a knowledge that there's a, a problem potentially with a family and the resolution was done through force, so there, that type of unresolved, truly unresolved case is where you'll have Elionovi clarifying. 
אבל משפחה שנטמא, מחנה שלא נועדה פסולה, נטמא, אבל יש לא נעון סורס של אינוולד אנססטרי, של אימפיור אנססטרי, It's just mixed in, and Elio and Avi will not reveal. That's the tzedakah that we saw earlier. Mishpacha shnitma nitma. Ta'ana od acheres, haisa, velorosachom lagalosa. It's taught also, similarly, Rashi says, Mishpacha acheres haisa, levad osa shkav ben tzion. There's another family, Besides this one, that Ben Sion forcefully brought them to mix into the community. And the Chachamim did not want to reveal which family this was. Aba Chachamim, Mosrim also, the Bnei, Lotam Edeim, Pamachas Bashavua. But once in seven years, they would give over the family members. that were actually not fit to marry into the congregation, to their sons and to their students. Some say it was twice in seven years. When Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says, it's presumably correct, the first version, that was once in seven years, that they would reveal these families These individuals who are not eligible to marry into the community, Kiditanya, as was taught in Abraisa, Harini Nazir Imlo Galamish Bachos, if he says, Behold, I'm accepting upon myself a Nazareth vow, if I do not reveal the families that are impure and invalid to enter into the community, he should become a Nazir, which is not generally recommended. But that is better than revealing which families should not be married into. You should not reveal it. So, Tzorach Biyo, exactly what the Hagdar is. And we see over here, there's a very small group of people that know about this. When it's a very small group of people, like Rabbi Yochanan said, that but you have he's not going to publicize his knowledge it's already in the status of so the fact that there's a very small knowledge of it is you have to know exactly how broad that is but a very small select few that know about this is still within the category that their their status is to not be uh, revealed and disclosed in the future when it's more broadly known so then Eliyonavi will weigh in, in on that to reveal who's kosher who's not kosher here as well you have once every seven years or one, twice since every seven years to this sons Talmidim Clearly a, a fairly small group. And they're not being mefarsim, being kept under wraps to preserve mishpacha shnitma nitma. Rafa Pikin, 
they are still, nonetheless, maintaining that knowledge in a select, limited way among those few to avoid intermarrying with them. Meaning, even though it's moter, because it's already the family is mixed in. It is mixed in. But those who have the, the knowledge to avoid it will be well served with that knowledge. They should not mix in with them. Even though it's, it's moter, say it's, it's kosher, it's not glad kosher. So it's better to avoid marrying to such a mishpacha, even if it's technically kosher. Another thing that is kept under wraps, rarely divulged, once every seven years, the formulation of how to articulate the tetragrammaton that was given over from the Chachamim to their students once in seven years. Some say it's twice in seven years. Rav Nachman again says that he supports the opinion that it's once in seven years, not twice. This is my name forever. Forever it is written. So what is an olam? He's saying a, a full cycle is one seven-year period. Rava Savar Rava thought to darshan about it. Oh, Rashi speaks out. Let's see Rashi. Shem ben Arba Osios, the name of four letters, Tetragrammaton. The way it's written and articulated, how to say it, the Chachamim would divulge that and give it over once every seven years or twice in seven years. Le'olam le'halim. shmi le'olam. This is my name forever, but it should be hidden. So if it should be hidden, so he's saying once in seven years is more hidden than twice in seven years. So back in the Gemara. Rabbi Sarv Mitzrayim Pirka Amalei Hu Sabo, the Rabbi thought to divulge, and it was an elder that told Rava, oftentimes Hu Sabo is identified as a Leonavi. Leolam Ksiv, it says forever it should be hidden, and don't divulge. Rabbi Avina Rami Ksiv Zeshmi Ksiv Zev Zechri. Rabbi Avina Rami. Brings brings up that it's written, Zeshmi, this is my name, and it's also written, Zezichri, this is my remembrance. Not as I am written, not as my name is written, is it articulated. Nechtav, Ani, the way I am written, Biyud, Hey, Venikra, Ba'alav, Talas. So the Tetragrammaton is written with a yud and a hey, but it is articulated with alaf dal adnos. Tanarabana, our sages taught, Barishona, Shem ben Shtemisre osios, Hayumos shen osa chol adam. 
the 12-letter divine name, was given over to everybody. Mishrabu Hapritzim, but with the proliferation of those that would try and exploit this name, they would only give it over to those who were of modest character within the kahuna of the priesthood. And these modest kohanim would swallow up, meaning to make it also hidden, this articulation, as their brothers, the other kohanim, were singing. Let's see Rashi. It says two ways. This is my name and this is my remembrance. It doesn't say my name or my remembrance. It sounds like there are two names. This is my specific name and this is how I am called. Rashi says the 12-letter name of God and the 42-letter name of God coming up were not given over to us interesting. And Rashi says not given over. There's the Rabbeinu Tam about the 42-letter name. Let's see back in the Gemara. Tanya, we have a bright star. Amr Rabbi Tarifan. Rabbi Tarifan said, was a coin. Pamachas alisi acher ach imi leduchon. Once I followed after and ascended to the platform for Birchas Kanim, the priestly blessings, after my uncle, my mother's brother, Tizi Ozna, and I strained my ear, Eitzel Kain Gadol, to listen to the Kain Gadol, I heard that he was articulating the divine name, but was swallowing this up in, you know, it should not be readily understood and, and differentiated because it was being blocked out by the sound of the singing of his brothers, the Kohanim. Rashi explains Mishirobo HaPritzin with the proliferation of the Pritzim, Rashi says HaMishtamshimbo that they would exploit it, they would want to use this for their own means, own purposes to try and use this divine name to achieve whatever they wanted so that to avoid that exploitation the sharing of that knowledge was reduced to those who were tznuim of the kahuna to do in the base of Mekdash after the communal service of the morning daily offering. Mavlim also, an imasachem kohanim, be swallowed up in the, the chanting of their brothers, the kohanim, the singing, Ozan Shalohaimakimbo. Those who did not know would just be singing. Mavarim Bishem ben Arba Ozios. And when they would say the divine name, they would say the standard formulation, 
Shayam Moshchim as Kolam and Ima. Elam Marim Lavliya as Hashem Ben Yud Beis. So those who did know would quickly say the twelve-letter name, while those who didn't know were saying the four-letter name in the manner that is known Adnos. Because you had two, two different sounds being presented, and the majority were saying the four-letter name described as Adnos, so it was hidden. Then Imas Bisum Kol Shikarin Trap. This is the cantillation. Acher Achi Imi. Shahai Kohen, Rabbi Tarfan, not only was Rabbi Tarfan a Kohen, Rabbi Tarfan Haya Kohen, so Tzavzat Ksubis, also his mother's brother was a Kohen, so it was in Vegefen, but in Vegefen, Maizu Rabbi Tarfan, Shekide Shalosh Meos, Noshem Bishnei Bitsaris, Kidei Lechem Truma. So you see that he was a Kohen. Leduchon, Levorech, Mechaz Kohenim. Continue back in the Gemara. Amar Rav Yehuda Amarav. Shem ben Abayim Shtaim Ozios ein Moshem Osa Elmi Shetznu Avana veOmed bechatsiyama veEna Kois veEno Stake veEno Mamin Almi Dosa. So a whole long list of requirements. Who is worthy of being given over the knowledge of the forty-two letter name of God? Only one who is. Modest, humble, is standing in half his days, does not get angry or drunk, and is forgiving of slight. Bechol Hayodo Bezoibo Ramshama Batara, and anybody who does know it and is careful concerning it and guards it in purity. Ahuv Lamala, he is loved above, the Nechmalamata, and is delightful below. The Amosomatalis Alabrius, and people have awe before him. Vinochoshnealamim, and he will inherit two worlds, Alamazevalamaba, this world and the world to come. Rashi says, Veno Mamid Almidosov, Lintar Eva does not bear a crudge, Shema Ishtamashbo Linokim. Bearing a grudge is prohibited by the Torah. But he's especially vigilant not to bear a grudge as a shmira to not be tempted to exploit this divine name, very potent, to seek vengeance. So that's also a requisite to be worthy of being given this over. Omar Shmuel Mishmei de Sabo, Shmuel said in the name of the elder, Bova Becheskas Shera Medas, Ad Shibalacha Menifsula. The presumed status of the families in Babylonia is that they are kosher, good lineage, until you know that there's something that's a problem. There's some, some member in the family that uh, is, is not fit to enter the congregation. The other lands have the opposite default. They're presumed to have problems. 
Manichsha, until you have knowledge that they are kosher. So it's the opposite default. Eretz Yisrael, Mochzik, the Apostle, Apostle, Mochzik, the Kosher, Kosher. The land of Israel is presented as more neutral. And if there's a Mochzikos, there's a presumption of problems, then that is the status of that family. And if there's a presumption, there's a status of a family of Kashras, then they're kosher. Hagufa Kasha. Gemara is examining this third category of Eretz Yisrael. Seems to be inherently contradictory. Amit Muxik Lepasel. Pasel. Haos Tamakasha. If you say that the families that have a status, that they're presumed to have blemish lineage. So if we take the diuk of that, what is the implication? Is that if there's no presumption, the family should be kosher. But then you said, the families that are of presumed status of kashras, of unblemished lineage, those families are kosher. But a family that has no presumption in the land of Israel, the implication is that they will be in the same category as possible, as the families that are not eligible to enter into the congregation. said in the name of Rav, This is not a, a contradiction, a challenge. One is talking about to get married, what we call lechachila, and one is talking about to require divorce, to force him to divorce his wife. See Rashi. Family that you're considering marrying into, till you find evidence that there's pastless in the family. Till you have a knowledge about their status as being kosher, eligible to marry into the congregation. You need to investigate the family. Shmona. You need to check various generations. Going up to see that they're sharing. Lasio Isha, Rashid Tab of Ayn Alpha Mabez, Stama Babrika, to get married in the land of Israel. Check. Lahotzi Mana Isha, but to force him to divorce, Shinasakvar, he already got married. Stama Lomafkina. We don't say that he needs to divorce her. He should have checked, but he didn't. So, stay married. The, the implication here is pretty surprising. It's, it's a radical implication because it's saying, Shara Rotsos, Omdos. That means he has a chiv to be bodek even after he's married. Based on this resolution, by Shara Ratzos, they didn't check. He needs to do due diligence. He shouldn't just say, I'm, I'm already married. It's already the Eved. No. To, he would need to check, regardless, even after he got married. Dafka Mishpachos in do we have this differentiation between Lechachila and B'di
Omar, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, Kol, Shesichoso, Bibavel, Masiyan lo Isha. Anybody whose Shprach, he talks, the Babylonian talk, Yeshiva Shesprach, so you can marry him. You can marry a wife from such a family. Or marry, meaning he can marry in, that's a Simon Kashros. As she says, He speaks in the language of the people of Babylonia. Masin lo Isha can marry off a woman to him. Because he is presumed to be from Babylonia. Now we have tricksters, impersonators. They go out of their way to imitate the true Babylonians to try and slip under the radar. So we're still concerned. Even if they sound like they're Babylonians, maybe they're not. Ze'iri Ziri was slipping away from Rabbi Yochanan, evading him. Rabbi Yochanan wanted Ziri for an aid to me, wanted him to be a son in law. And Ziri was not so interested. Let's see Rashi. They would deliberately learn the speech of the Babylonians in order to present themselves as of unblemished lineage. To have approached his Talmud Ziri, said, Would you like to marry my daughter? But Ziri did not want to marry her. Because she was from families in the land of Israel. He was from Babylonia. So Ziri went from Babel to learn in Israel by Rabbi Yochanan. Not uncommon. Similar situation today. A lot of people go from Chutzlar to learn in Israel. Rosh Hashiva Rabbi Yochanan. Very famous Rosh Hashiva. Top notch. And he approaches the Talmud Ziri. Would you like to marry my daughter? He says, No, I'm a Babylonian. I can't marry your daughter. She's an Israeli. Terrible. So, this is uh, not the, the best uh, situation between Rebbe and Talmud. One day they were walking together. Matu Demaya, they came to a large puddle. And Ziri carried Rabbi Yochanan on his shoulder. And he helped him cross over this puddle in a way that we would be protected from it. Amalei, so Rabbi Yochanan said to Ziri, Our Torah is fit. But our daughters are not fit. What are you thinking? So Rashi explains, or Yosin Shera, Ratan Lok Shera, Tamiriata, you are my student. And which is obviously shown by the fact that you, who are Tamil Chacham, 
are doing this shimush of avdos, Chitzhalmed is mechayiv to do to Zrevi, otherwise he wouldn't be allowed to do this. Torasik Sheirach, and my Torah is fit for you. Ubiti ein chachavitz, and you don't want to marry my daughter. My daytach, what are you thinking? Sheata machzik bavel miuchasim, that you consider the Babylonians to be so miuchis, so so such superior pedigree. Didnan saryachsun cholu saver ata shalu kopsuin. Do you think that all of those of blemish lineage came out of Babylonia to the land of Israel? If you think it's that your source is from the Mishnah, ten stages, ten types of pedigree, ascended from Babylonia, that you think all of the Kohanim Levim in Israel ascended from Babylonia? No. Just as remaining in Bavel, you have from those of good lineage, Kohanim Levim and Yisraelim, so too were left over in Babylonia those of inferior lineage that were not fit to enter into the congregation. But Rabbi Yochanan had forgotten or did not know that which was taught by Rabbi Lazar. Then, in fact, there is a difference. You're right, Kohanim Levim Yisraelim were left in Babylonia, but all the Psulim ascended with him to the land of Israel. So Ezra, when he brought from the exile back to the land of Israel, brought with him all of those that were Psulim, and that's why those left in Babylonia had better lineage. Ula Ekla Pumadisa, Bey Rev Yehuda, Ula went to Pumadisa, to the house of Yehuda, Chazja Rev Yitzchak, Braid Rev Yehuda, to Goda, the Nolanosif. And he saw Rev Yitzchak, the son of Rev Yehuda, who grew up and was not married. Amalei, my time, Allah, come in Savlei, eat to celebrate. Why does the master not marry off his son to a woman? He should marry him off. Your son is of marriageable age. Amalei, miyadana mehecha in Siv. says, do I know from where to find him a wife to marry? Meaning he was holding out for a shidduch of pristine lineage. And that was interfering with his ability to marry off his son. says, hey, do you even know where we come from? You're looking for good yichus for your son, but do we know our own yichus? Maybe it's from those of whom it is written, that there were women and maidens in Zion and the cities of Judah that were coerced into relations with non-Jews. And if you'll say that that doesn't invalidate the Yichus, a child born of such relationship, will still be eligible to enter into the congregation. Maybe 
this is a, another possibility. We come from those who is written concerning them, another Pasuk, in Amos, those who lie on ivory beds, usruchim al arisosam, and stretch out on their couches. That this is referring to those boorish and uncleanly individuals that they urinate in front of their beds while unclothed. So that's somebody that manifests a lack of civility, a lack of refinement, lack of cleanliness. So who knows where we come from? Rivo pushed back on this assertion. He thought that that was a, an inappropriate exposition in the context of this prophecy in Amos. Yehachi, if that would be the case, how does that fit with a few verses later? Therefore you shall be sent at the head of the exiles. Just because they are lacking in refinement, does that mean that they should be at the head of the exiles? That's the worst you got. No bigger crimes to be at the head of the exiles. Rather, Bavo impugns upon those mentioned in this verse much greater crimes. This is referring to people that eat and drink together. They bring their beds together. And they switch their wives. Total filth, lack of paternity, no clarity. So, if this is a concern, we don't know our ancestry. So, what should we do? Go after silence. Like the means of checking in the West, in the land of Israel. If you have two people that are quarreling, see which one stops fighting first. And you will discern who has better lineage. Rav said, the silence of Babylonia, that is its yichus. See Rashi. From where shall we find families to marry into? How we find a woman who has good lineage? Go after silence. Seek for yourself a family that is quiet. Because those who are embroiled in quarreling, the presumption is that they have within them unfit lineage. Meaning, where is this? This is not, strictly speaking, only a type of segula, but rather there's a, a logical derivation for this, that since at one point 
there was knowledge of their unfit lineage, people would not marry them. And then they became resentful. And they became a pugnacious family. And those who have good lineage of Babylonia, it is their silence. Because of their silence, they're quiet, they're peaceful, they have the presumption of good yichus, of pristine lineage. In Cain, about Livdok by Bavel, Eino Bodek Ela Bishdika, Livdok Bishaskanim. To check in Babylonia, check with silence, search, search out for those who are among those that are silent, not embroiled in any type of quarreling. Eini, that's so, Baha'ikla Rav, different yourselves here, the Bay Bar Shefichalo, Aruch's Girsa is the Bay Shechla, which is the name of a Mishbacha, Badak Bahu, and there was an investigation into this family. Rashi says, Shem Ha'ish, Shofechomets, the name of a person who strains out vinegar, Kamo, Shofeyayin, Chavero. And they checked. My lab, Yechusa, is it not that they checked into his lineage? Lo, Bishtukusa. No. It is like we said, the checking was in the silence to see if he had if the family had good midos and were not engaged in quarrel. This is what he said to them, check if they are silent or if they are not silent. Marav said, the name of Rav. If you see two people that are fighting with each other, there is some indication of impure lineage in one of them, and he is not being allowed. One is being held back from intermarrying with the other. Rashi explains, From heaven he is being held back from becoming friendly with his, this other family, with his friend. Baruch Hu is placing this quarrel between them in order to separate them. If you see two families that have a feud between them, one of them has some family uh, problem, some pedigree invalidation. And one family is being held back from marrying in with the other. Meaning, this is equally applicable to the individual as well as to a family. Amr of Papa, Sabo, Mishmei de Rav, Papa Sabo said in the name of Rav, Bavel, Berea. Babylonia is healthy. In terms of the Yichus, Rashi says, Nuchases Nakia. It has pure lineage. So it's being presented as healthy. Mishon Mesa. Mishon is dead. 
Rashi says, Mamzerim Gemurim Klum. They're all completely Mamzerim. Mishan is further south of Babel, towards modern-day Kuwait. Modai Chole, Modai Medea is sick. Elam Goseses, and Elam is on the brink of death. Ma Bein Chole Gosesin, what is the difference between the description of Modai and Elam, of being sick and on the brink of death? Most of those who are sick will recover and survive. But most of those who are on the brink of death will die. So Elam is a rove of Sulit. Rashi, Chole, Rubam Ksherim. What does it mean sick? Most of them are kosher families. This is like those who are considered sick, that most of them will recover and continue living. But being on the brink of death, the description of Elam, most of them are not kosher, and only some of them are. This description, Lachera, is, is very meduktuk, is very precise. Besides just being a marshal, the, the whole idea of how Kaddish Baruch Hu deals with Psulim, we see there's a tzedakah that he saw, we saw in the beginning of Amar Aleph. There's a tzedakah Kaddish Baruch Hu does. The families that got mixed in, they get mixed in. They're not disclosed, they're not revealed if it's hidden. The Medrash says what happens. This is in Medrash Rabbah, Pashas Amar. Ashalam Abbey's Vav. So Rav says that a Mamzer, who is not eligible to marry into the Jewish congregation, will not live more than 30 days. Amar Rebbe Chunai, Achas Hashim Shana Karibarhu, Mevi Devagadala Olam, Mechale Mamzerim. No talk Doesn't sound like they won't live more than 30 days. Different interpretation. But once in 70 years, there's another measure, 60 or 70 years, Baruch Hu brings a great pestilence, some great travail that eliminates the Mamzerim. But not only Mamzerim, it also eliminates Kshirim, which is to cover over the, the shame that the families should not be embarrassed, only Mamzerim are taken away. But it's a, it's a great cleansing of the nation. It happens once every 60 or 70 years. So Mamzerim have a short shelf life. And this is also reflected in the Gemara, in Yuvamas Ein Chesim and Beis. What's the status of a mamzeres after 10 generations? She's not allowed to marry into the congregation. Her, she is the product of a union that is prohibited. We pass him. Misa or kares. 
generally speaking, uh, not including a ben nido, a bas nido. So that's that's just bad midos, but it's not mamzerus. But those unions that are no tfisas kiddushin, that will not have a, the ability to get married, but are shaykh to kiddushin ba'atzen, they, they have the capacity to have kiddushin, but just not this particular union. Those children of those unions are mamzerim. What happens after 10 generations? Torah talks about 10 generations. What's after that? He says, who will give me even a third generation of Amzerim? They have a short expiration. They're not going to live. I'll say he's taught. He's of the opinion that Amzerim will not live. Amzerim will not live. But we have a Mishnah teaching. Amzerim are prohibited. And their Isser, their prohibition, does not expire. So if it doesn't expire, so that means it's re- relevant after many generations. I have the explanation from Rav Yehuda. If the Mamzerim are known, they will live. But if they are not known, they will not live. But there is some knowledge they can live until three generations. For until three generations they could live. But more than that, they will not live. Meaning if there's limited knowledge, they will not continue beyond three generations. There was somebody in Rabbi Ami's neighborhood. And he announced, this fellow is a mamzer. He was crying and going. He was very disturbed that his blemish lineage was revealed. Rabbi Ami said to me, consoled him, he said, I've given you life. You, since it wasn't well known, were slated to die. But now that I've revealed that you're a mamzer, so you can live. So don't be so upset. You should be grateful. So, Lachar, we see that this mushal of dead, sick, on the brink of death, is quite literal. If they are mamzerim, so then they're not going to have a hemshech. They're going to be weeded out from the Jewish people. So depending on how prevalent the psulim are, it's, it's more than just a mushal. It's describing what kind of situation a person will be getting into by marrying into these families. Continuing the Gemara, Ad heichon hi Bavel. Until where is Bavel? Bavel is most pristine lineage. What are the parameters of Babylonian? Rav Amar Ad Nahar Azok. Rav said, Bavel goes until the river Azok. Shmuel Amar Ad Nahar Yoani. Shmuel says until a different river Yoani. La'el Bidiglas. Ad Heicha. At the top level of Babylonia, the, the top part of the Tigris River, Diglas is the Tigris. Where is it? Rav Omar ad Bagdo, the Avna. 
I don't know if that's Baghdad, but that is on the Tigris. Shmuel has a different location up to Moshcheni, which is also apparently another city on the Tigris. But this city itself is not included. We have another teaching, Rabbi Chiyabar Abba says, in the name of Shmuel, that this city, Moshcheni, is like the rest of the exile, meaning the most inferior lineage, not the pristine lineage of Babylonia. Rather, until Moshcheni, but it is included in Babylonia. The controversy, whether the city is included or not. The Tachtis Bediglas Adhecha, on the bottom level, the lower level of the Tigris, at what point does Babylonia expire? Amr Shmuel Ad Apamya Tata, until lower Apamya. Tati Apamya Havin, and there were two Apamyas, Chada Elisav, Chada Titoi. There's an upper Apamya and a lower Apamya. Chadak Sherev, Chadak Sula, and one is within Babylonia and Kasher, and one has families of blemish lineage, and that's the lower Apamya. Ben Chadal Chada Parso, and they're right next to each other. There's very little distance between the two. Veka Kapti Adadi, and following what we said earlier, that Kash Baruch prevents them from intermarrying, there is strife between them. And they will not even lend a fire one to the other. And your sign, the Psulta, Ha, the Mishnah, And to know which one is the one that has blemish lineage, it's those that speak the dialect of Mishan, Mishnis, which we said earlier, that Mishan is in bad shape. We said Mishon, Mesa earlier. It's dead. So that's a pretty rough situation. So they speak Mishnas, they're already too far south from this community, the, the lower Apanya. Eil Beparas, Adhecha. So that's on the eastern flank of Bavel. The the, the, but now going on the western flank is the Euphrates, Paras, Adhech until where? Ravamar Ad Akro, the Tolbakani, Mishmulamar Ad Gishra, the Bay Paras, two different locations, either this, the bank of, of uh, Tolbakani, Shmuel says, to the bridge of Bay Paras. Rabbi Yochanan ad Avaris de Gizma. Rabbi Yochanan says until the the crossing of Gizma. Another location. So that's on the western border of Bava. See Rashi. Adhechnu Bavel Liachas. What are the parameters of Babylonia for this status of lineage? Anar Azak, Anar Yoani, Lafia Inian Nira, Shabova Ben Shnei Noharas Gdolim. Babylonia is between two great rivers, Chidek Aloparas, Tigris and the Euphrates, Tsima Osobinam, 
Babylonia is situated between them. Zem in Mizrach, Zem in Hamara. This to the east and that to the west. And they have also a northern and southern extent. At the end of the Euphrates, it merges, spills into the Tigris. All of this we can derive that the land of Israel is further south of Babylonia. Indicating Babylonia is to the north of the land of Israel, even though it's also, when we look at a map, we see it's further east, but it's also to the north. The Euphrates goes down from Israel, Lebavel. Euphrates is the further, furthest northern extent of the land of Israel that was promised to the Jewish people. Lebavel, and it goes towards Babylonia. That if there's rain in the west, in the land of Israel, that's a great a great testimony to the overflowing of the Euphrates for those people in Babylonia. Obviously, between these two rivers is Babylonia. But rather, the question is, how far does it extend past the eastern bank of the Tigris? How far does Babylonia go, go for? Until the river of Azak. Shmuel says it goes until Yoani River. We've seen the width between the two rivers, an extension beyond the two rivers. So the above the the Tigris until where? Rashi is explaining we, we've learned the width between the two rivers and the extent beyond the east of Chidekel to Nar Azak to the Azak River. We need to know the 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 other parameters, the the length of what we would say the uh, the north to south uh, determinants of Babylonia. above Diglas He's saying until the southern side. Where is it? Ad Bagdo Ve'avna Vavuna. They are near each other. And the Tigris is between them. Shmuel adds to the south until Moshchani. Komdisa is a famous city. It's uh, famous for having yeshiva. It's called the exile in Rosh Hashanah. In the Mesechus Rosh Hashanah. Tartis, the Diglas at Hechon, Litzafon, Asfaz Chidekel, Mizracha Shalbavel. So the other extent, the, the bank of the Tigris, goes until when? Moshe Litzafon, Tata, Hatachtona, Afi, Shishtaim Hayo, Zul Yonav Zutachtona, 
דרך משיח הזנר, ביוחוס של בובל עד התחתונה, ולא היא בכלל. The purity of the families of Bavel, Babylonia, goes until the lower Apamya, but not including it. Only the upper one is included. The lower Apamya is excluded. And Fakir, it's tainted as already being considered Mesa, like Mishan. They speak Mishan. Chadakshir, Eliona, the upper one is kosher. Chadapsula, Tachtona, the lower one is of invalid lineage. Afila Nur Lamosh, they even would not share fire with each other. This was deliberate in order to make sure they would not intermarry. This indication, carry in your hand, to not make a mistake, which one of these two cities, which are right next to each other, is invalid. Those that use the dialect of Mishan, Shikrova the Mishan, it's near Mishan. Amalel Mishan Mesa, we said earlier, Mishan is dead. Viparas, Asfas, Paras Maravish Abavel, Adhechon, Archa, Mashkodaram. What is the other extent of Babylonia on the Euphrates River? Ad Gishra, Diparas. Shmuel Haya, Mosich. Till the the bridge of the Euphrates. With various opinions about what the exact parameters of Babel are for this most pristine yichus of pedigree. There's a Gemara in Ksubis, Tafidal Marbez, Machlokes, Tanaim. The Ramam Paskins, like the Tanakamo, who holds Kol Sula, the Karalev Shasik Possum. The wording of the Ramam is, and he sort of be a Yudtes Chabez, Kol Shikor no Mamzer, Vishosik, Onosin Vishosik, Ochola Vishosik, Oever Vishosik, anybody who's called any of these types of psulim, of blemished pedigree, and he is silent, that generates a suspicion to be cautious for him and his family. And they should not be married into unless one does a proper investigation, as we've explained. So that is the Ramam, Paskins like this, Shita, and Shokhanoch follow suit. The Ravid is Masig. The Ravid says, Amravram kol elu sha'amru al shtikosein shem sulim. All those that were mentioned in the Gemarik Subis, that their silence is construed as an admission that there's some blemish in their lineage. That was all in the earlier generations. Shaybez de Niskakim Alcherpus. That was in the times when the courts would get involved. If somebody would spread libel about somebody's pedigree, the court would require the offender to pay a fine. So therefore, his the, the victim who doesn't speak up would be con, his silence would be construed as admission to this blemish of his. Heritage. Depending on what would happen, Bezdin would intervene if he calls his friend a slave. So the one who does so would be placed in Nidui, excommunicated. Mamzer, if he would declare him to be a Mamzer, 
he would get lashes, 40 lashes, you know, the, the offender. This person who was silent did not go and complain in, in the court that he has been libeled. It's construed as an admission that he in fact has these problems. But nowadays, says the Ravid, one who is silent in this type of quarreling, this uh, mudslinging, so he is praiseworthy. Unless it is not a context of strife and the one presents this claim against the other and he is quiet. If, if it's just a, uh, a calm discussion and not a heated argument, so then in a common discussion, one should defend himself if he in fact is of pure lineage to say that he is not. So Machlokas Ramam Ravid, Ramah brings down the Ravid, and the Gra is Masbir, also, that the fines that were levied for such libel were not applicable in later times in Babylonia. It would not Dan Dinik Nosos. And the Arachashokhan brings down the Halacha in Ebenezer Simon Bey's Sif Yirches. The primary invalidation of one's lineage through silence. All this was in the times of the Gemara. This was only in the context where the courts would get involved when one when one party would libel the other and punish him as fit. And therefore, by not speaking up, the silence is tantamount to admitting that his lineage is in fact blemished. But now, one who is silent in the face of this quarrel or controversy, that is praiseworthy. But if it's presented that he is called of blemish, blemish lineage when there's not a conflict, so then he should speak up, even nowadays. And therefore, in our days, to the contrary, to the contrary, nowadays, one who is silent, if somebody starts impugning to him some blemish within his heritage, within his ancestry, so the fact that he is silent in the face of that is an indication that he is an honorable person and of unblemished lineage. The fact that he is silent in the face of this attack is itself an indication that he is of unblemished lineage. And the Arashulchan quotes our Gemara, Kedushin Ayin Aleph Amid Beis, the silence of the Babylonians, that is the indication of their unblemished lineage. Ulechein, therefore, harif ve'arosh, heshmita kolonia shikusa. Unlike the Ramah, the Rif and the Rush do not bring it. They do not bring a psul brought about through shtika, through silence. To the contrary, they're saying that lahalacha nowadays, when the courts will not 
enforce punishment or a fine for one who libels another. So, to the contrary, the good midos, the, the indication of sterling character, which comes together with good yichus, with unblemished lineage, that would be one who is silent in the face of such an attack, and that is the, the simon of the yichus of the Babylonians, that they are silent, and that's the, like I said, brat Ramah that we saw in the, the Ravid, that is the Indian of Shtika is actually, does not harm one's lineage, but to not uh, sling further, to not, to not become uh, enraged and, and respond back in the face of this accusation is an indication that it, it has no relevance. And in fact, the, in, the heritage of such a person, like the Babylonians, is of unblemished status.